Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. I am so looking forward to this conversation with our guest today. She's going to be talking about the different work that she does to up-level and the dynamics of running her business with her husband who is working in a 95. And I could totally relate to that because I am in a very similar situation. And she's also going to dive into mindset and energy and spiritual work and how this has played a role in her life and how she still uses these practices to keep everything in flow in her life and business. And we hear a lot about the masculine side of things of running a business and how you have to really hustle to reach levels of success. And I'm sure she's done some of those at times, but she's also really embraced the feminine side, the feminine energy to make sure that she's aligned with what she's doing. And our guest is the founder and creative director of Pinegate Road, which is a personal branding and website design agency. And she is also a life and business coach. And she has a podcast called the Aligned Business Podcast. So you can learn more about her on her website at pinegateroad.com, or you can find her on Instagram at Instagram at Kelsey Kerslake. So welcome, 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 Kelsey. I am so glad that you are here on the show and I'm just so excited to dive into this conversation with you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. You are so welcome. So let's tell everybody, how did you get started in your business? Because I know you were in corporate for a little while before you um, transitioned into entrepreneurship. So can you share that story a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my business actually when I was in grad school. So I went to undergrad and grad school for graphic design and I started a blog when I was in grad school back in 2011. And I was also freelancing doing graphic design just because people would say, oh, you're a graphic designer. Can you do my logo? Can you edit this brochure, whatever. So I was taking on some of these side projects and I started this blog as like a passion project as when I was in grad school. So that eventually turned into me building a community of amazing humans on the internet as we do. And people started to ask me not about like, oh, can I sponsor this post? And like that typical blogger stuff, because I don't think I actually made a really 
great blogger, but what they were noticing was the design work I was doing and the website design that I was doing. So I started building up this graphic design studio, a branding and web design studio while I was getting my master's. And while it was making some substantial income, like I was able to, you know, afford nice dinners or just things that a college student wasn't normally maybe able to do. And it was supporting my life. I didn't think that I was actually able to take it full time at that point. And I didn't even know if that was the business that I wanted to run long-term. It kind of happened by accident. I was growing um, basically because I was one of the first people on Pinterest. I think I was a beta tester way back when. And so I was like one of the only like hand lettering people on Pinterest, like way at the beginning. So I was growing by accident, like just because of that and then blogging. And it was just this like kind of accidental fun design hobby business. And so I went into corporate, I went to American greetings to work as a hand lettering artist and a stationary and sticker designer. And I worked there for three years while building this as a side hustle. And it took off more than I thought it would. And about three years in, I knew that it could sustain me full time. I had built up some savings. And in 2016, I took it full time. Oh my gosh. I love that. And we actually haven't talked about this, but my background is also in graphic design too. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's what I went to school for. And I actually started selling, um, design like custom prints in an Etsy shop, but like drastically undercharging, like $5 per print as most people. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was charging like $300 logos, which some people like still are doing that kind of thing. But even back then I was like, I don't have all the time in the world to design this. Like that's never going to sustain me. So it was more this like fun, extra income at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And what you were saying when you're like, oh yeah, people are going to come and ask you to design this and that that's so accurate. I still have people coming to me today, like years and years later, asking me to design websites for them. I'm like, I haven't done that in so many years. Yeah. It's like, kind of like if you have a pickup truck, like everybody is going to ask you if they could help you move when that's what I liken it to. Yes. (laughs) Um, But that's so funny. Also love that you got started um, on Pinterest in the very beginning. I'm sure that really helped your business blow up because hand lettering. I still go on Pinterest to look up hand lettering things just because I love to look at it. It's just so pretty. Yeah. I still get, I haven't posted really strategically on Pinterest. I do have a course that is from like a long time ago. Um, but I haven't really kept up with my own strategy, but people still find us. It's like the gift that keeps on giving things that I pinned five, six years ago, people are still finding and coming to our site from, and it's really a cool thing that even if you do it really like, a big part, even for a couple months, like it'll work for you for years down the line. It's pretty cool. For sure. Yeah. At the time of recording this, we're actually getting ready to put our Pinterest strategy into place. And I'm so excited for it because yeah, yeah, like an actual strategy, because like you, like I have some like old blog posts out there that still get people, but it's not, it's not strategic. So exactly. And that'll be, it's it's on my to-do list. It has never been like the priority for us. Um, so yeah, I'll have to do it soon too. Mental note here. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And if you're listening to this and you're not on Pinterest, make a mental note to hop on Pinterest at least some point in your business, because it really does provide a lot of um, lead potential. Exactly. Even if you're doing it very inconsistently. So it's kind of nice. (laughs) Yeah. And you could even like use something like Tailwind to automate a lot of that for you too, which 
we love automation over here. So me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about when did you find out? I don't even know if find out is the right word, but like when did you discover like the feminine side, like feminine energies, I guess. Did you discover that while you were in corporate or is that something you kind of were turned on to after you started your business? Well, I should I say went full-time in your business. Yeah, I I don't think I knew the names of like feminine versus masculine energy and like how to actually talk about it. But I think I was inadvertently doing things that were in the feminine energy side without knowing it. Like I would get these intuitive hits. I would have this internal knowing that I was meant to do something and I would follow it. I just would allow certain things to come into place in my life. And I know now looking back on that, I'm like, oh, that was me totally tuning into that feminine side. Just like the allowing and receiving and just like going with the flow. And I it was just nice. <laughs> Things just kind of came. Um, even me going to grad school, I just had this internal knowing it was, I think I was applying in 2009. So it was right after the recession back then, um, which feels like yesterday, but now I'm like, that was actually like over a decade ago. So that's crazy. And I remember being just like, I don't have enough skills to go get a job. I have to go to grad school. And that was it. I had like no other things that I was thinking about. I just knew I had to go. I did not have money to go. I was like, I will go $200,000 into debt. Like I am just going to go and allow things to happen and flow that will get me there. Um, and a weird thing happened where I ended up going to Savannah College of Art and Design, which is a really expensive school. Um, I got a, a scholarship there and I applied for a job to work in their athletic department. And I had no idea. I thought this would just be like some side gig. It paid for my school. Like what in the world, right? <laughs> and so I was like freelancing. I like got a scholarship. Um, it paid for the rest of my school. I got paid on top of that. Um, and also weirdly, this is not happy, but like my grandma passed away that spring, but I'd already made all the plans and decisions. And she left me some money that kind of got me started that like first year too. And I was like, I graduated debt-free thinking that I was going to go $200,000 into debt. And I know that that is like one of those things where it's like, when you follow that knowing things just happen to work out. And back then I just like, was like, Oh, of course that's gonna not, that is going to happen. But I just knew that that was what I was meant to do. And I was willing to take on all of the, the quote unquote risk or the debt and like hustle to make it work. And when I just decided fully in my body that that was what I needed to do and allowed things to fall into place, they really did. And that's one of those moments I was like, looking back on now, I'm like, Ooh, that was the feminine energy. And I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's so funny. Like we can physically feel it in your body. I don't know about you, but like the gut feeling, the, the gut that that's how I know my feminine energy is like working <laughs> because yeah. I, I have that gut feeling. I don't, do you feel it in your body anywhere? I feel a lack of anxiousness. So I actually am a pretty anxious person. I've I'm clinically diagnosed with anxiety and all of the things. And so one of the key feelings that I look for in life is peace. And so it's not this like need or desire or want. It's this like peacefulness. And I can kind of feel this like 
my shoulders relax. Like my brain isn't spinning. It's kind of this like lack of the anxious feelings. And I can definitely feel that relaxation and peace in my body for sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, okay. So I have two things and I, I don't want to forget to talk about both of these. So the first one I want to ask <laughs> you about, have you ever felt, um, kind of called more towards that masculine side, like the hustle side, or have you always kind of identified more in that feminine energy? I think once I knew about the feminine energy, I definitely was seeking that out more. And I feel like I've kind of ebbed and flowed and I don't know about you, Stephanie, but like I have followed, it's like, I have these moments in my life and my business where I'm ebbing on one side or the other. And most recently I actually, I'm going to go back a little bit. So I grew my, um, my agency to a point where I was able to take maternity leave and basically not go back in the business. And so I was in this place where I had a lot of free time and I was like, what is next for me? Like, what am I going to be doing? And I had a baby and all of these things. And I decided to go with my gut and enroll in this certification program for, um, to become a, a life coach. I was just like, it was with a friend and she was, I was just like, so into everything that she was doing. And I was like, this is not even to become a coach. This is just because I'm really into what she's doing. And I want more of that. And so I followed that feminine energy and I went into her program and got really deep into like the subconscious reprogramming and all of that kind of stuff. And I really tapped into that feminine side. And from that, the aligned business was born. And so I really followed like all of my intuitive nudges. I was journaling all the time. I was like, I need to create this program. And like everything was formed from this feminine energy of just like, what is coming up and what do I think feels best? I like did not rely on strategy whatsoever. It was like, what is my gut telling me? Let's do it. Right. And so I started growing this and it was like working, but I knew that, that there was this other side missing. And I was like, I've never done a webinar in my life. I've never done like a real email sequence. Like I should probably get some strategy going behind this because it's working well. And I really want to figure out how to take this to the next level. And so enter last year where I dove completely into the like hustle, masculine, like get everything strategized and in place and like org charts and sequences and paid ads and like all of this kind of stuff, which I enjoy but it was like, so in contrast of like what had got me there. And so this past summer, our business is growing, scaling, doing all the good things. And I was like, I'm really missing this feminine side. So I have basically decided to get back to that other side. And I have a new mentor and coach who is all about the feminine energy. And it's just been this good flip-flop. So now I'm back. <laughs> Does that I answer that. your question? I'm like, I feel like it was just like a lot of story there. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I, I like story. I think it, I think it helps to explain things better, but um, it's so funny because I am literally the exact opposite. I am like so masculine focused that I didn't even know what feminine energies were and, or was until last year. So during the pandemic was, and I don't know if it had to do with this new, like heightened state of consciousness. And it just kind of presented itself to me. Um, well, we're just going to go with that. That's what I'm assuming it was it's like yes. the age of Aquarius. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting to hear from people who were the exact opposite because I didn't even know that was possible. So like, 
it really goes to show you can build your business either way. But I, I don't know about you. Do you think that the energetic spiritual side, it's easier? Mm. Yes and no. Like you got okay. me with that question because yes. here's the thing. I think the masculine side, you can follow a list. You can be like, here's the strategy. Here's what I know I need to do. I'm going to like sit there and like click off my boxes of like how to do stuff. And the feminine side is like harder to tap into because as society, we are a capitalistic, patriarchal, masculine energy based society. So that is the norm. And so I think a lot of people go towards that. If you're completely in your feminine, you're like anti-society at this point in our existence, right? And so I think that that can be harder, but it's always what felt right to me. And I'm a big feelings person. And so I had to always choose what felt best for me instead of what strategically made more sense. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. And I I do agree with you that I don't think one is easier or harder because once you start to go like in inside and deal with a lot of the crap that's basically been stuck inside of you your entire life, I don't know. I think that's harder for me personally to kind of like work through all of those demons that I've been avoiding for such a yeah, long time. Yeah, it's definitely deeper. It's more emotional. You have to spend some time like digging into your own things and you don't actually have a guide or a roadmap to follow. And I feel like when you're in the masculine side, you can be like, you know, do this like a hundred things that you're going to hustle through and make it happen. And then on the feminine side, it's like, let's journal and see what like deep rooted blocks you have in your subconscious and <laughs> what might be coming up and how you're getting triggered. And it's like deeper and emotional and harder. But then like this other side is like efforting harder, like thinking and taking the time and energy. I don't, it's just like, they're, t- they're both necessary and both hard and easy in their own respect. Yeah, no, that that's such a good way to explain it. And yes, like sitting down to journal instead of sitting down at your screen, checking off a checklist are two very different things, but also yeah. like you said, very necessary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have an, another question that I want to ask before I forget, but do you have anything that you do now that helps you kind of like tap into that inner knowing? Like, do you have any daily routines that you go through? So I try to journal every day. I'm not the best. I'm like kind of a, it's something I force myself to do kind of like working out a little bit. Like I know I have to do this to feel good, but I don't like it. Um, so I do that a lot of times just to like, kind of get to those deeper things that might be uncovered. I meditate most days. Um, and then I actually have a self-care, um, coach that I've been working with or breathwork coach, she started as my self-care coach and I've been working with her for years and, um, we do tarot and we do breath work together and breath work has been a game changer for my life because I don't know about you, but I feel like for me, some of the things that have held me back have been more like these micro traumas in my life. Like I've had a very blessed and privileged life. Like when you put it on paper and all of the things, but like in my brain, I have a lot of these like triggers and reactions and ways of thinking about things that were almost these things that I just experienced throughout my entire life that I'm trying to work through that are actually holding me back. Um, and breath work 
I think was really, really helpful for some of those micro traumas. I guess I'm calling them micro traumas because I'm like, I've not had these like on paper, crazy traumas. Um, but for whatever reason, I've had a lot of things that breath work has pulled up and allowed me to release. And it felt like I've tried traditional therapy and it felt like breath work was almost like a hundred therapy sessions. And I didn't have to sit there and explain my whole past and dive into it and figure it out. It was able to kind of like bring up these experiences, allow me to feel through them and get the, get to the root of the problem and have that knowing and learning from them in a 45 minute session. And I feel like that probably would have taken 10, hundred sessions in traditional therapy. So that is something I do at least every other week. And that has been life-changing for me. That's so great. Can you, for people who aren't familiar with breath work, can you just explain what that looks like? Just like what a session looks like with somebody? Yeah. So I work with Amy Koretsky. If you want to look her up or know her, I don't know. <laughs> um, but so she, I've only worked with her for breath work. And so what we do is it's actually like a moving and active meditation. So you go through the series of breaths. It's, she has a three part breath and you basically just do it over and over and over again. Um, and I think the science behind it is that it like hyper oxygenates your body. And so when you're doing this, you're laying down, she's usually listening to, we're listening to music. She's guiding me through it almost like I was in sports growing up. So she's kind of like that coach being like, do this 10% harder, like feel into this, blah, 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 like kind of guiding you through this active meditation. Um, and what it really does is it allows you to get out of your head because you're doing this breath. You almost can't think, um, you, it gets you out of that spinning anxious feeling and allows your body just to almost take over. And so we do this for actively, um, for probably, 30 ish minutes. And then you have this resting period afterwards. And during the session, sometimes you get, I used to get like, my hands would clamp up because there was like so much energy moving through my body. And I would get like tight and I don't know, everybody has their own unique experience. A lot of times I break down crying or like, you have to feel like you've screaming. Um, I know it sounds really intense, but you're like, you're just like getting all of this energy out of you. It's crazy. And so at the end you sit there and you just like are buzzing and you're calm and you just like let the messages and intuition come. And usually during the session, some things will come up that are really like, you know, the, those triggers or those blocks or things like that. And then during that rest period, you're usually getting some internal intuitive hits that help you diagnose what was going on and have some realizations. And I always walk away from every session having just felt so much better about what I'm working through or having some answers or next steps, or I've had visualizations before about certain things. And it's just a really cool experience. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. And you explained that perfectly. That was, that was a great explanation because I've done breath work a couple of times, but I do want to start getting into it more because like you said, that it's kind of, I get a tingly feeling like all over and it's mm -hmm. kind of like you could literally feel the energy moving through you, which I yeah. think is very cool. And I'm going to get um, the details for Amy. I'm going to put those in the show notes too. So people can go check her out if they want to. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I want to 
talk a little bit about, I guess, the past year, because I know that this has been a pretty unusual year. I know you have, at the time of recording this, you have a two and a half year old, you have your husband who is also working a nine to five. Now, when COVID happened, how was everything kind of changed for you? Because you were at this, you were going in this, this flow state for a while and then COVID happened and it kind of like blew everything up for you. Right. Yeah. So I actually, I was at this point in my business when COVID hit where I had just launched my Align Business Academy, which is like my evergreen 12 month program. And then I launched that in that iteration, January, 2020. So I was only like two months in two, three months in and then pandemic. So it was interesting because I had actually created the Align Business Academy so that if I needed, I would only have to work two hours a month. And so I was also in my agency. I work about 15 to 30 minutes a week in my agency. And so I was at this weird point where I'm like, I have all of this time and space to do this extra work if I want to, but I don't have to. And so it was really interesting because pandemic hit and we obviously like took our son out of daycare. Um, we both, I've always worked like it's the pandemic and just have always stayed at home. So my life didn't really change, but it was really weird having my husband home from his nine to five and like being home with him and being home with the baby and trying to like keep the baby quiet while my husband's working. And like that caused a lot of anxiety in my life. And so I was only working during nap times and I was still able to grow and scale my business during that time, which I'm just really thankful. I weirdly built my business in that way before pandemic even hit. So I didn't have to do too much adjusting. It just kind of put on hold some of the growth I really wanted to experience and some of the the extra things that I was doing. Um, But I did have a team of coaches that I was working with that were supporting our clients. And I just had to come to the group sessions and lead those two times a month. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really weird having my husband home. And I think that summer I was finally over it. And I was like, we need to find a nanny or something. Like I can't keep doing this. I just needed like my own time. That was pretty much it. And so this is another weird feminine energy thing that I do, um, when I need support or I want to figure out like, I feel like I want this situation to happen. And so I decided, I was like, what would the dream situation be? Like if I could pick anything, um, during this time. And so I was, I'm immune compromised as well. So I was like, I need somebody who is also being really safe in COVID. Um, I'd like to pay $15 or under per hour. Um, I'd ideally like to have two days a week where I have full, just like days where I can work and I'd like them to live close to me. That's pretty much like, that was what I needed. And so I put it out onto next door, that app. And I was like, Hey, here are all of the things that I'm looking for in somebody. Do you know anybody who fits this literally within like an hour, um, a neighbor four out four houses down from me. Um, was like, I live four houses down from you. Can I stop by? Like, this sounds perfect. I already nanny another family who has me three days a week. Um, and so I have two days open 
all of my kids just graduated from, or just like graduated from high school and went to college. I've been a daycare person and nanny for like my whole life and raised three children. Like I love children. I love kids. And like, I have all this free time. I'd love to stop by and meet you. I was like, okay. (laughs) And so she came like an hour later and we found our nanny and now we actually nanny share with that other family. Um, so we do, we all do four days a week now. And my son has a little friend during the pandemic. They all go to my nanny's house, which is walking distance from me. Like we get to like hold his hand and walk down the street and like drop him off at Melissa's and it was just like the dreamiest, best situation ever. Oh my gosh. I need to manifest something like that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my life is not going that way right now. We were talking about this before, but we've gone through three nannies in the past year and it has been such a nightmare. So I, I don't know how this happened, but I was like, I'm just going to put it out there. I was like, here's my dream situation. And it just happened. And it's like still working out a year and a half later. It's nuts. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I, I need to, I need to do that. <laughs> I need to be very intentional with that because if there's any moms listening, you understand the struggle of raising, well, we both have toddlers, but raising any age child, especially if they were at home during the pandemic, pandemic, now I know a lot are back to school, but regardless of the age, it's not easy, especially yeah. if you're trying to grow your business on top of it. And I think sometimes we think that there's only certain things available. And so one of the things I'm always challenging people to do is just like, have no rules. Let's like dream up a dreamy dream situation. Like, what would that be? Right. And then you just like ask people, you have to like put it out there somewhere and in a place where people can see it. And usually in my case, I guess I've, I found people where this works out. And even, um, when like my lead coach on my team has a five-year-old and a one-year-old and she did something similar where I was like, just figure out what a dream situation for you is. And she actually was like, I think having like a pod of kindergartners for my child would feel like the best situation ever. So she put it out there also. And found somebody, I think a kindergarten teacher who's doing a a pod with her family and somebody else to like, I, I, she got some weird situation. It was like all of these pieces work together. And so I was like, just do the same thing. It's like, I don't know. It just, it works when you figure out what it is that you want. (laughs) For sure. So there's your action item for today. Figure out what you want, (laughs) ask for it and then put it out in the world. Yeah. I think that's great. (laughs) That's a great tip. Um, now, I I don't know if you want to share this or not, but I'm I'm just mostly curious for myself. Do you have any goals of retiring your husband or getting him out of his nine to five? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do too. So um, I love to hear about that from other people. Yeah. So I'll get real specific. Are we the way we've been working it so far? is that my husband, in order to feel like super secure leaving his job, um, wants to have $2.3 million in the bank. And we can, in case of emergency, live off of the interest of that to like pay his salary until the end of time. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but it's also like what we're going after. Um, And so that's, that's our goal. I'm hoping to be able to have that in the next couple years, five years max. Um, 
And my husband and I like have always talked about this because I'm the one that's really passionate about my career and what I'm doing and how it's impacting the world and all of those things. And he's like excellent and loves his job. But at the same time, he's like, I could do any job or like I could be at home. He's not this like must be in this career because it's my ultimate passion. He's like, this career feels good. I'm good at it. And it makes us money that helps us survive. And so at the end of the day, he's like, if we have that, um, I'd feel really good, like not working and being the stay at home dad and raising our kids and even homeschooling or whatever he would do. And so that's something from the beginning, we've actually talked about this before um, my business even really got going. And I was working in corporate. That was always kind of the plan. And um, we actually just took a trip to Vegas this past week. And we were talking about this again. And he, he, he just like turns over to me and my son's name is Carter. And he goes, Carter and I are waiting. Like, he's just like, come on, Kelsey, like get the money in the bank. Like we're waiting for it. And so he's really supportive about the whole situation too. So that's what we're working towards as crazy as it sounds. Like we probably would be able to, like, if he, he lost his job tomorrow, like we would be fine. I would take over. Like that would be the situation, but to feel the most secure going into it, that is the goal that we have. That's a lofty goal. And I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Our goal is nothing like that. I'm just going to be very honest. We just wanted to have like at least a year in savings. Of oh. my husband's so we're not, we're not at the 2.3 million, but um, my husband is also a nurse. So realistically, if he needed to go back to work, he could get a job literally anywhere because they're always hiring nurses. That's so, awesome. So my husband's in healthcare as well, but he's in the business side, but I'm like, he could also go get a job probably very easily. So it's like, it's possible, but we're not. Yes. (laughs) No, that's really, really true. So yeah, we're, we could do it. I just don't think we're like secure in the reality of what it would look like if we did it today. For sure. It's, it's scary. And it's honestly something a lot of people don't talk about because it's, not something that society tells us to do. It's like, it's okay if the woman stays home, but for a woman to retire her partner, that is, people don't do that. Like that's taboo. And I'm sure he would still do something. I'm like, I don't know if I like the word retirement on either end. This is something I've been thinking about. I'm like, can't we just like live the life that we love and have the money that supports us wherever that money comes from? Like, shouldn't all of life be like one retirement? Like, I don't think I ever want to retire either. Yeah. Oh, not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I want to always be living the best life that I can at any given point. Like, I don't want to call it this like retirement. I'm going to stop working. Like, I think even if my husband leaves his job and is like the main, the primary parent in our household, he would still take on consulting things or do things that would bring in money potentially. I just, I'm, that's something recently I'm like, I don't know if I like the word retirement anymore. It's just, let's just have the financial security to do whatever we want in life. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. I just, what other word do you use? I I don't know. I don't know if there is a word for it. (laughs) Live your best life. Live your best life. With financial ease and freedom and you don't have to worry about, I mean, it's like, I use the word retirement too, but it's just something I'm like, Hmm, like really need to be thinking about that. And 
what is this financial independence? I think people are calling it that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that works well too. Yeah, my husband always jokes. He's like, you're never going to retire in a traditional sense. And I was like, why would I? I love what I do. Yeah. Why would I ever <laughs> want to stop working? Who, who wants exactly. to stop working? <laughs> I get it. I don't know if other people would. People yeah. are like, I can't wait to stop working. I'm like, I love what I do. <laughs> I know my mom's been ready to retire. She's in a corporate position. She's been there for like 35 years. So she's like, I was ready to retire years ago. And I was like, I never want to retire, but yeah, totally different, like generations, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, I don't want to keep you too much longer because this has been such a great conversation and I don't want to keep the audience um, hanging on any longer because I know that we're all busy. We all have lives to get back to, but I think that this was such a good conversation to have, not only talking about financial independence in our lives, but also I'm so glad that you talked more about the energetic side of things because I don't feel like people are talking about it enough. Um, but before we go, is there anything else that you wanted to add or like any advice that you want to give people to start to maybe tap into that feminine side, get more spiritual in their lives or businesses? Yeah. So I would say like the biggest tool that is, has been helpful for me is just starting to meditate. If you haven't meditated, because that allows you to actually create that space between your thoughts and your intuition. And so you start to actually see the difference between like, what are these thoughts that are just programmed in my head and always there versus what is my gut telling me? What is my heart telling me? What is my intuition telling me? So I think that if you haven't done that, starting to meditate, it'll help you tune into that a little bit more so you can start to realize those intuitive nudges. And then the second thing is finding, really defining who future you is. This is something I do all of the time inside of my life. And then like with our students and things like that, it's like a year from now, where do you actually want to be? Really think about that. Do you want your husband to be retired or financially independent or your partner? Um, Do you want to be that way? Do you want to get out of the nine to five that you're working? Do you want to have your own business? How many hours do you want to be working in your business? Do you want to have a family? Like, what do you want that to look like? What do you want your days to look like? And getting really clear on that. And then thinking to now that every single decision that you're making, what you're investing in, what you're choosing to do in the mornings, what time you're waking up, how you're spending your energy, um, what food you're eating, like literally every single decision should be in alignment with that future version of you, because that is how you actually get there over time. Um, And it's going to feel really uncomfortable and scary and weird at first, because you're actually physically changing who you are and how you make decisions. But that change is actually what makes you become that future version of you. And so this can be really hard because it's just not what we're used to. Um, But I'm always making decisions from that future state. Um, For example, like we hired a bunch of people this summer that I'm like, right now we can reach our million dollar year in the business, like with the team that we have, but I'm actually making decisions from a $10 million business owner. And so I'm like, what does $10 million Kelsey do? Like she sure as hell is not the one on sales calls. She is not the one managing the team day to day. So I'm doing things now that are setting me up. Like, even though it might be a little bit less profitable, I'm training more team and spending more time managing the team 
we're setting things up right now so that I can get to $10 million Kelsey. And so I'm making decisions every single day in alignment with that vision. And I think there are so many times people are just making decisions or like letting their days happen to them. So getting, you know, clear on who that future version of you is, or even like a small idea of who that is and taking steps forward, um, will really get you a long way in being there eventually. Yeah, that's so good. I call it, I do the same thing with my clients, but I call it your U 2.0. So like, who is that 2.0 next level version of yourself that you want to be make decisions from that state from that person? Because if you're going to continue making decisions and operating from your current state that you're in right now, you're not going to get to that 2.0 level, right? Yep. That's when it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially an entrepreneurship too. Yeah. It's always scary and weird and you don't want to do it. And that's exactly why it's hard. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Exactly. It's outside of your cozy little comfort zone. Yeah. And it can look really easy from the outside. Like people can be like, oh, you just built this business and blah, 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 blah. And like make that money. And I'm like, yeah, but it took like 10 years of really uncomfortable decisions to get here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been working in this business for five years and people are like, oh, you just making whatever kind of comments like you're talking about. And I was like, yeah, but do you realize how many uncomfortable positions I had to put myself in over these past five years? (laughs) There's no such thing as an overnight success. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely not. And if there is, then they don't have the resiliency built up in order to sustain that. Very true. That's a great point. Yes. Yeah. Very accurate. (laughs) Yes. Um, Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that final point. That was so helpful. I'm, I know that was helpful for people listening. That was great. Awesome. So um, I know I shared your website earlier. It's pinegateroad.com. And then your Instagram page is Kelsey Kerslake. So should people contact you on Instagram? Should they go to your website? Where's the best place to connect with you if they want to yeah, talk? I'm all, if they just want to hang out and talk, I'm always on Instagram. That's like my favorite place to be. Um, and then I also have my team member, Beth, there too, who's also like, basically a me, but you'll always know you're talking to her because she says that she's Beth. (laughs) Um, but like that is the best place to get in contact with me or my team and just to say hi and ask questions. And yeah, I'm pretty much addicted to being on Instagram, which is a thing. (laughs) Yes. Same. I feel like pretty much everybody listening is addicted to Instagram. So yes, (laughs) that that's perfect. Go talk to Kelsey on Instagram, go say hi to her or Beth or both. And um, thank you again for being here, Kelsey. This was such a good interview. Thank you, Stephanie. This is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.